Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I cross-examine Marsha Clark's ambush makeover, subpoena the cast of Dancing with the Stars, and offer closing arguments on the state of Britney's career. In a 90s kind of world, I'm glad I've got my girls. Hey. Bought me mid-chicken wing. <laughs> Red-handed. Red-handed. Isn't it a Red little stock. early? A little early for that, them hot wings? Never too early for hot wing. I guess not. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, what's going on? Now, we need to talk about this. Did you watch that episode, or did you only see the clip I sent you? No, I'm fully caught up now, because you WhatsApp me that clip, I looked at it, and I was all in. And Realized I, I you needed to, to be on, involved. Okay, I had to get great. back on the train. Thank I, you. You know, I watched the first episode, and, you know, I felt kind of, like, creeped out by watching it because it just felt kind of exploitive and right. sensational to kind of, like, replay this part of history and it be a Ryan Murphy series. Like, I right. just had a lot of reservations about this it. This is American Crime Story, the OJ show. Right, the OJ show, you know. And, um... But you sent me that clip of the Marsha Clark hair makeover sequence, and it gave me everything I needed. Every single human emotion. Catch up and watch the three episodes that I was behind on. Everything. Great. Wonderful. I'm glad. So where do we even begin with this? Now, first of all, I think we start because it zeroes in on, on probably our oldest tradition on this show, which is the litigation lace front. That's right. It I always goes back to the first Facebook. episode. We have been talking about these things, which is a real thing from our very first episode on how to get away with murder and the crimes perpetrated against Viola Davis by that hair and makeup team. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the good wife, Juliana Margulies is in the lace front, damages right. Glenn Close is in the lace front. The That's litigation right. lace front is a real Everyone, thing. In order to win that case, you got to throw on the lace, pretty much. <laughs> Basically. I just channeled a little Johnny Cochran. You sure did. I have cross-examined, objected, and sustained. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready. And so now, Sarah Paulson. The first thing we talked about when we saw the trailer for this show was that they did not get her hair right. And you pointed out that she got a haircut. A haircut. Marsha Clark got a haircut at some point, mm-hmm. and there would be a transition. And this week, we got it so hard. Right. Because, you know, yep. Yeah. When we first watched the first episode, I was like, this is not the hair I remember. Mm-mm. This is not the Marsha Clark that we the the world came to know and love. Like curly perm. Yeah. It was not that. It was loose. It was kind of flowing. And quite honestly, I don't even remember her hair before this makeover. It, and have we done the actual OJ, the People versus OJ fact checking on the hair? Did she actually, did she go through this transformation? She we only... did not. She got this haircut actually right before the trial. Vanity Fair does a little um, true-false fact-checking thing after every episode. And okay. she did get a haircut, but it was before the trial actually started. So she came in with that tight perm. So she came in with the TWA. For those who don't know, that's a teeny-weeny afro. She came in with it. <laughs> She can't. That's what I thought. Because you know, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, for a lot of people too, and and maybe I maybe this was why I was a little bit so reserved about watching this again. You know, the O.J. Simpson case and the coverage of it kind of stole my childhood. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because my parents would VHS like take a VHS tape and record the trial. So like if they were at work or something. They had they had like a, a videotape to watch the day's proceedings. However, mm-hmm. in their oh so technologically unsavvy way, they ended up taking like VHS tapes of like 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 oh, old birthday no. parties and like family <laughs> reunion and talent show competitions and like accidentally recorded over them. Accidentally on purpose. Like, here's like here's little Jacob's recital, and then you know. Christopher Darden's like pops up into the tape, like <laughs> he's like opening arguments and stuff. So that's it. Okay, so now I'm understanding more of your resistance to the show. That's right. There's a that's that's where it comes from. I think really. you already have the whole series. I have. I mean, I've got the 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 VHS box box set. Yeah. Well, that's no good. 
So I could run if I did actually still have a, a VHS. Does anyone still have like a, a VHS tape recorder anymore? I doubt it. Who does that, right? Anyway, but if I did, I could run the tape back and start from from the the first day of the trial. And yeah, I think she still was rocking the TWA. She never had any loose and flowing situation. Right. She never did. Oh. So anyway, back to this scene. Mm-hmm. They really tried to take the cake with this one. Ryan Murphy has redeemed himself for me on every level. He has been, like, unreliable for me. Right. But with this right. sequence here, I was like, okay, Ryan Murphy. But with this sequence here, he really gave it to us, and he gave it to us good. Yeah. So do you want to kind of, like, kind of set the stage for this scene? Sure. So the scene opens up. She swiveled around in the salon chair. You know, this is after she's inundated with all of this criticism from the media, from her boss. The trial's not going her way. Um, And so her boss essentially says, you know, let me hook you up with a media consultant. Maybe you want to consider a softer look. These, This is sort of the insecurities that are swirling in her head to begin with. Uh, And so finally, she's like, okay, she just wants, she wants to go to the salon. She wants a makeover. She wants something softer. Bear in mind that the curls she has are already pretty soft, much softer than curls. Yeah, Yeah. soft loose curls, softer than we all remember them being. And her, the hairstylist, the hairdresser there, says, "I know exactly what to do. I'll do for you what I did for Farah, and you'll love it." And she's intoxicated. Oh, and she just looks into the camera and she says, "Like Farah." Mm-hmm. And you can see, like, in her eyes, like, you know, this, like, this dream of a long, flowing, straight, feathered, feathered Charlie's Angels. Too, right? Yeah. Like, you know, her getting off a motorcycle and taking the helmet off and whipping her hair in the Slow wind. Slow motion. Slow motion. So she's got these dreams and these fantasies in her head. Yeah. And she got so, punked. She got punked. But in the meantime, there is. Of course, the makeover sequence. Well, we we see the like the initial makeover sequence. We don't get a lot of it, but we do get uh, Seal's "Kiss from a Rose" as the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and while she's getting a, a fully deep conditioning shampoo, they had the nerve to put that thing through the rinse cycle. They lubed it up mm-hmm. with some soap and water, digging in t- the edges. Like, you know, it was a tight, like a tight frame of Sarah Paulson in the chair over the sink and Kiss from a Rose is playing. Swelling. We see a few snips from the scissors and the hairdryer comes on and it cuts to the next scene. She's strutting into the courtroom. This is the next day. We hear she the has... click clack of her heels. Mm-hmm. We don't see her yet. We don't see her yet. No. But then we, <laughs> when we do see her, she has the herbal essence confidence that Vidal Sassoon strut. Like she just stepped out of the salon. Yeah, she's like, she- yes, killing them. She mm-hmm. just can't tell her nothing. Meanwhile, yeah. double takes. Side eyes and furrowed brows. Leaf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Consternation. And then somebody says, God damn, who turned her into Rick James? Who turned her into Rick James? And that was it for me. <laughs> this is the first that Tyler Perry lookalike at that said, who turned her into Rick James? And then she sits down and she gets a little emotional. Christopher Darden takes her hand. And that really, it really hurt my heart. And I love Sarah Paulson. She's such a good actress. But you, you can't, you can't not like sympathize for Marsha Clark in this scene. You can't, right? you can't. Because my the part that really hurt my heart was after the, the guy goes, who turned her into Rick James? And she steps into that little in-between room and she does like her final check. She does yes. a little touch up to the side. Yeah. And she takes she a deep breath. To make sure it's bouncy and buoyant. She steps in and she's still confident. And they take a couple, yeah. there are a couple clicks from the camera. And she thinks, oh, people are, people are noticing her because she looks great. She takes a turn. She ta- walks up to the desk. She approaches the bench. She takes her seat. And Lance Ito shades her. Says right. good morning, Miss Clark. I think, uh, and then the pig's blood falls from the rooftop, and it's like a Carrie. It's a scene from Carrie. It is a scene from Carrie. It really oh, is a scene from Carrie. Yes, and just oh. the like the lip curl, the Robert Shapiro thumbs up, that shady mean thumbs up. Chris Darden tried to save the day with a nice note. It looks fantastic. I love it. In his chicken scratch. Yeah. 
<laughs> but then his bloodshot eyes. Mm-hmm. But it's too late. She's realized she's made a huge Sonic the Hedgehog mistake. And oh yeah. my goodness, Total. all the emotion. That little lip curl before she sips a glass of water and clears her I throat. Know. And she- Clears her throat. Oh, it's a total hashtag fail. Hair fail. Yeah. Oh uh, my anyway, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, though, it still never really happened like that, though. No, but it didn't. This is a dramatization. Still, but the, 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 all the, the, the crap that Marsha had to put up with during this trial and all the criticism and all the focus on her looks. And it just like so you just really feel so sympathetic towards her. And it's really nice. I, I guess this is a redeeming moment for her. She's getting, you know, a little bit of redemption here with, with the way that the story is being told. Cause it's really the, the Marsha Clark, I am woman, hear me roar story. It's true. Kind of the whole series so far has been this redemption story for Marsha Clark. We're getting all of yeah. this context that I think we didn't have when the first go around with this trial. And I was a kid, but I didn't have any sympathy for her. And obviously you can tell, from the way that she's portrayed that nobody had sympathy for her, but you can Mm -hmm. see all of the hurdles she's up against and all the obstacles she's facing Mm -hmm. that even she was kind of blind to. She was like, no, I defend indigent minority women. They love me. When in fact, they they don't. Yeah. No one loved her. She was in, she was in the inquire every week. Curls of horror. I mean, hair verdict. Guilty. That was my favorite. Guilty. Guilty. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, really so, powerful. I'm still yeah. recovering. That was devastating. Oh, I felt, yeah, felt so bad for her. And the fact that she was also dealing with a child custody case during all of this, I right. never knew this. Yeah. She had a lot, this woman had a lot on her plate. Two ex-husbands. Kudos to Marsha. Yeah. Speaking of other women, well, dangerous women, or she's not really dangerous, but that's the name of her new song. Uh-huh. Heard Ariana Grande's new single? Yeah. Cue the music. The way we're moving, like introducing us to a new thing. I wanna say that, save it for later. The taste of flavor, cause I'm a taker, cause I'm a giver. It's only nature. I live for danger. All that you got, skin to skin. Oh my god, don't you stop. Something but All right, so this is like what is this the second era for Ariana? Maybe it's the third era. I this think. I think is the third era. So this is Ariana three. What are your initial thoughts on this? I'm still bored. I'm glad she's not screaming anymore because that, that's good. That shrieking tantrumy second phase of Ariana, mm-hmm. that 99 problems or whatever that song was. Oh yeah, yeah. Was problem. Too, yeah, problem is too much. Too much shrieking. But I still, yeah. I'm still put to sleep by her music. Yeah, this one really, it it's it's kind of a a sleepy a sleepy jazzy tune. I mean, melodically it sounds like the weekend, mm-hmm. and you know it's got like a guitar riff and it's dark and mysterious. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, it just kind of feels like it's gonna be like the soundtrack to like a Dove dark chocolate commercial. You know what I mean? <laughs> And like, you know, the librarian gets home from work and she's all prim and proper and she takes her glasses off, mm-hmm. bites into a Dove dark chocolate and has like a glass of wine and she's dangerous. That's right, because a dangerous woman is a woman who eats dark chocolate with abandon. Right. Or it's like or for like a, a caress body soap commercial. You know, it's like, ooh, it's so dangerous. It's got a ribbon in it. Mm-hmm. It's got ribbon moisturizers caressing my body dangerously at the curve. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, you're exactly right. That's where this song is going. And it's a Max Martin song. Oh, it is. Well, yeah, I, I think that it's going to be on every commercial imaginable. Which I guess and is a smart And if Desperate Housewives was still on, it would, it would be... Absolutely. In all of the uh, promos for that, too. Yum, be in the upfronts. It would be the soundtrack to the new season. Absolutely. Definitely would. Vanessa Williams lighting something on fire. (laughs) Doing something. Oh, 
We got to get to Vanessa Williams in the second. Yes, we do. We're going to get to Vanessa Williams in a second. Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, but anyway, back to Ariana. Yeah, this is this is not. A, I don't know if this is her strongest effort in terms of a single. Yeah, you know, she kind of lingers on that Justin Bieber level of like success. Yeah, well, you know they had they had the same manager, but I think that she isn't with Scooter. Scooter. Yeah, she's not with him anymore though. I think they just recently parted ways. But you know, it's so weird the. The trajectory, like she's kind of on like a plateau in terms of like her her, her fame right now. Right. But um, like when she first started to like, I don't know it. She always gives me pause. Like she started off as this sort of like elegantly, like prim and properly dressed girl with like a really big voice. She wore right. like nice skirts and bows in her hair. And and that updo kind of worked at that point in time. And right. then she kind of morphed. And then she started wearing like unitards and like, like. Go-go high, boots. high go-go boots and ca- wearing cat ears and prancing around the stage. And that didn't really work. I did not really understand that. Like why it's like, she was like dressed up for Halloween. Like, right. Don't take me to Comic-Con, Ariana. Take me to Radio City Music Hall. Give me, <laughs> give me those vocals. Like, and, yeah. and just get it together. Just get it together. Just stand right. there and sing. You know, I, I actually, mean, she hosted SNL this weekend. She was the <laughs> musical guest and the host. I um, saw the, performances yeah yeah her performances are, are you know fine she can sing i actually think she's really funny she's got that uh nickelodeon kids boot camp training because she, she was is, on yeah. sam and cat forever so she just like when justin timberlake hosts snl she can be funny she can do the skit she can perform it's just why is her music so boring one of my favorite things she did is back when she did the musical impressions on uh jimmy fallon on the tonight mm-hmm. show did you ever see that where she did yeah, i did she did the Britney Christina. Her Celine Dion is so funny and spot on. You don't need to know the words. You don't but, need to know okay. the words. Who cares? Right? Let's just make up the words. Thank you. Yeah. Certain is the song. Certain is the song, baby. <laughs> 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 Rising in the east. Work. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. That caught me up. <laughs> I got mad on that I didn't know you I had that, that in there. That, that was great. Little sweet and strange, finding you can jabber. Yeah, she is really spot on the sling. Actually, and during this week's SNL, there was a skit where she was like an intern at Title. Yeah. And there were glitches in the system. And um, every they would, you know, every time there would like a Britney Spears, you know, the Britney Spears uh, stream is down. So they had her sing and do these impressions. So yeah. she was able to do that again on SNL last night. So I mean, I mean whenever I- she does stuff like that, I think, okay, I, I could get on board with her. But then when I get back to her actual music, I'm put to sleep. Yeah. And then she licks a donut. And then she licks a donut she didn't pay for. And then she, yeah. And that becomes another problem there. Hmm. I mean, I like her voice, but her performances seem a little bit uh, unsteady. Like she just, like she never like brings that like energy and confidence to her. Right. So like when I see her live, I'm always like, oh, you know, listening yeah. to her is one thing because she has like this huge booming voice. But watching her do and it, arm is a whole nother thing, and she seems like she's like not completely 100 percent like secure in, in you know in 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 like in her in her performance. So yeah, I and I I never expect to say this, but it's she could use a touch of Demi Lovato. Oh, she needs some confidence. She needs a little bit of confidence. You know, everyone should play that song every once in a while just to get themselves geared up and ready to roll. Right. You know who has all the, like, you know who listens to that song on repeat? Oh. I think the ladies of Broad City. Ooh, yeah. I don't even think they, they need it. They don't need it. They don't need none of that. Yeah. They're just so, they're just so genius. Have you I, been watching I, this season? I did. I went on another um, weekend binge and I, and I have seen the first three episodes. Okay, and, great. Oh, man. You know, it, the, the surprising thing about this show, I mean, it's already, like, undoubtedly funny, but I'm never really prepared for the hard laughs <laughs> that I get from from some of, like, the crazy physical comedy that, that, they, that they, 
like in the comedic situations that they put themselves in in, in on this show. It's so and unexpected. It like really, it, yeah. I really like break a rib laughing sometimes. They're, they are like there. sucker punches. The laughs like, that we, come. I mean, when Alana is in the co-op and she gets on the wall and starts gyrating and shaking <laughs> and she falls into the beams, <laughs> I, it, was, it was like a done deal for me. I was yeah. like on the floor. Yeah. On the floor. I love her her bike helmet with the long mermaid wig. <laughs> well, what was she singing? Why was she singing all that time? I don't know. Okay. So yeah, let's roll it back a little bit. Vanessa Williams was this week's special guest star. Mm-hmm. No, this was last week. Was this last week? Okay, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, last week Vanessa Williams was the special guest star in Broad City. Oh, and boy. can you just basically give us sort of a recap of her character and what was happening? Yes. So I can't even remember where Alana works, but um, she works at like a like um, Groupon or something like that. Yeah, some kind of uh, some kind of. It's called Deals, Deals, Deals. There you go. Um, yeah. So she comes to work in a crop top hoodie and booty shorts. And everyone's like, the investor's Not coming just today. Just your regular crop top hoodie, mind you. It was a doggy hoodie. It was for animals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. And everyone's like, why are you wearing that? The investor's coming today. You can't wear that. She's like, you know what? I got it. I'll take care of it. And she goes into the bathroom and she sharpies in, is a bright red hoodie. So she sharpies in her bare midriff so that it looks like she's wearing a full length people hoodie. A full, full on hoodie. Mm hmm. So but she, then she starts to sweat, and it starts the red ink starts to marbleize on her stomach, and it looks like she's just a big old peppermint patty. <laughs> uh, so she gets back to her desk, and her coworker's like, "You're an idiot. The investor's going to be here in, in five seconds." And then in struts Vanessa Williams, the queen, the queen with an oversized cotton candy top knot bun. And a flowing silk scarf. To the All the colors of the wind. Everyone. Blazing through. Mm-hmm. Alana, this is our investor, Elizabeth Carlton. That is the freshest blazer. Alana. Pleasure to... Hi. This is Alana Wexler and Nicole Klorn. Uh, they're two of our New York saleswomen. Sales people, I'm sorry. Hello, Mrs. Carlton. Ah, Miss Carlton. Yes. But you can call me Elizabeth. This will foster a sense of equality. And you can call me Alana. This will foster a sense of, um, you knowing my name. <sighs> TJ Maxx. 70% off. Maxinista. Aichiwawa. I don't know if I want to be her or be in her. Right. She was a Denise that. So good. Yeah, man. Vanessa Williams just makes any show a hundred times better. There's strong side eye and perfect edges. Yeah, and that shade. Yeah. So yeah, Vanessa was really good in there. And then there there is a there is a sequence where she sings I shit. On the toilet. On the toilet. So if you haven't seen that, you should definitely check that out. Get caught up. Yeah, she's definitely gonna get an Emmy for guest special guest star. She should. That. Give that her, one. Give she her should. Oh, you oh, know. oh. I meant to say uh, at mm-hmm. the beginning um, that this week we had our, and this is going to seem like a tangent, but I'm going to bring it back in. Mm-hmm. We had our um, poker anniversary. Remember oh. poker we used to go to here in LA? This was yeah. the 10th tenth, tenth anniversary. So it's the big, you know, 10 year celebration. Our friend Kyle Buchanan's been hosting, coordinating it for, you know, every week for like 10 years. For 10 years. Yeah, yeah. for 10 years. It's kind of amazing. And it's the sort of foundation of my, definitely my friend network here. And I have you to thank for that because you invited me oh, well. and brought me into that fold. Um, so anyway, I, I don't really go that much anymore, but I always try to make the anniversary. So this past Monday, we had one. Usually they do it at Akbar, which is um, like the big gay hipster cheers in Silver Lake in Los Angeles. This year it was at this place called Madeira Kitchen in Hollywood. So they scaled it up. It's fancy. Ooh. Yeah. It's really nice. Game finally gets started. It's a big social event. There's probably, I don't know, over 100 people there. And fi- game finally gets started. It's maybe like 20, 25 tables. It's like 8 to 10 people a table. 
Uh, and at my table, there were those two comedians. Do you remember from that video we used to love? Um, from that series, it gets better ish. I was yes. just talk. They were not there. They were there. They were at my table. Brent Sullivan oh, and are you kidding me? I'm Elliot like right Yes, now. it was so good. So that's Alana. That's that's Abby's brother. Yes, Wait, that's, that's Alana's, Alana's brother. Like, it's Alana's brother because yes. he's a leader. Yes, 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 yes. I love him. Yeah, there. He's the one who was in. He was on Broad City, and he like married the the puppies got married or whatever. Right, 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 right. He's so fantastic. Was he hilarious? He was He was actually very kind of reserved. They both were. But we know that they're hilarious because from when he sang that living single hook and did the regime trumpet hands. I was already in. Did you talk to him about the regime trumpet hands? Did you talk to him about the living single singing? Did you get really, did you fan out and get really geeky with it? Or did you No, just- I did not. I sat back in the cut. I was at the other end of the table. That's good because you know what I would have done. You would have done the Raging Trumpet hands. I would have done the Raging Trumpet hands. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So he was there, and that's that's uh, Ayana's brother. That's exciting. Which I didn't even realize until after the fact. Oh, I've known this forever. Did I not tell you this? And you never said anything. Because, Withholding you know, information. It, it, it gets better-ish. And then, you know, Broad City started on YouTube as well. So, right. you know, in my, like, Googling and, you know internet research investigating i found that's how i found broad city was through it gets better ish what a small comedy world it really is interconnected everybody's funny and it's wonderful it's wonderful it's great and you were look at you rub just rubbing the shoulders rubbing the shoulders Mm -hmm. i would have yeah i would have totally geeked out yeah i was trying not to i was trying not to i think i i succeeded but that it definitely you know, aside from the jo- the fun of uh, the anniversary in general, it was an, a little cherry on top. Yeah. Well, that's great. You know what else would be great? What's that? Maya uh, Rudolph back oh. in regular rotation. Uh, I mean, Christmas has come early. I mean, I hope it sticks this time. Because we've already been tricked once with the promise of a Maya Rudolph variety show. We've been bamboozled. A couple of times with, you know, with like hopes of having Maya Rudolph back on our TV screens. But I think that this is, this is a, a, you know, this is almost certain, almost certain. Yeah. Well, the pilot is certain. The pilot's certain. We'll see how far it goes because uh, Maya had her, her variety show that came on two years ago. And Mm -hmm. that was a one episode deal. One and done. Never heard from again. It's being reported now that Maya Rudolph's back with another variety show, but she's teaming up with Martin Short to do the Maya and Marty in Manhattan show. Um, I have mixed <laughs> feelings in terms of confidence I, about this one. I've got reservations, too. It seems like such a it's, – it's a very May-December combination, isn't it? It, it is. It is. Um, and – but she's no stranger to a strange pairing. I always think that her marriage to P.T. Anderson is strange. Yeah. Because where is the comedy? In this? She seems so funny, and he seems so serious. P.T. Anderson, director of uh, There Will Be Blood, Magnolia, The Master, Inherent Vice. Like, all these really serious, serious difficult movies. Films. Yeah. And then you have Maya, who's yeah. just... Who's a... A pot of beret. A pot of beret. A five, six, <laughs> Happy times. I guess he's just the the yin to her yang. All right. The strong yin to a... A A strong dark yang. Like a dangerous woman. Uh Cue the music. (laughs) I mean, it's it's totally going to be on every single commercial, I'm sure. Anyway. Yeah. um, Yeah, so she's pairing up with Martin Short. I don't know if this is... I don't... I guess they have history because they're both SNL alums. Uh, have they ever worked together previously? I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure they've kind of like they've run, they run in the same circles. So maybe, you know, you, do they run in the same circles? Like you said, May December. I don't know what circles Martin Short is running in. Yeah, I don't know. Like who tapped who on the shoulder? Maybe this is just a Lauren Michaels idea. I think it's and he's a Lauren like, Michaels no connection. Let's bring Marty Short in here, and you know, yeah, I I, I really don't know how this is going to go down. I'm excited for any time that Maya Rudolph is on on my television screen. 
Um, but this doesn't necessarily seem like it's going to be like a one-two punch of, you know, comic success or like ratings gold or anything. No, it doesn't. It seems, I, you know, Martin Short on television is not a surefire or anything. So mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. see this. La- I don't see this one lasting, but I'm optimistic. They want to do it weekly. We'll Fingers see. crossed. Fingers crossed. Apparently, apparently Keenan Thompson is going to be on the show, too. Oh, okay. It should have just been Maya and Keenan. Why not? It should just be Maya. It should just be Maya. Although I will say, gonna, okay, what? But if they're going to pair someone, I, I don't know. I don't. But you know what? Let's see what Marty can do. Let's not be ageist. Let's not be ageist. And I do like Martin Short. I think he's funny. I just don't think that people will want to tune in to see him. But I will say yeah. this: if you want to get your Maya Rudolph fix, and I know you've been resisting this, and I say it every so often, she is on okay. the grinder. Is she? She was on the Grinder, okay. which is All a right. funny show on Fox. Don't don't okay. make that face. All right. All right. Okay. 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 Check it out. I have to check it out. Definitely go see what's what what Maya's up to on the Grinder. But yeah. Um. Well, you know, Martin Short. Uh, you know, I used to love Martin Short as a kid because he Grimley was like one of my favorite characters. Okay. I used to call him the I Must Say Man because you know he would. I must say, that was like one of his like taglines. Yeah. Uh, so maybe he'll maybe he'll resurrect that character for the 2016 audience. I'm sure he will. I'm sure you think he will. Play? He's no. like such an like an old school anachronistic kind of vaudevillian performer. I think he's mm-hmm. gonna crack open that old steamer trunk. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tricks and treats. Yep. Yep. We shall see. You know who else is coming back with their tricks? Pee Wee. Pee Wee. Oh back. yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. Did it you know is. that was coming? Week. Yeah, it's coming on next week. Yeah, I had no idea it was in the works. And yeah, you know how I'm a sucker holiday. for that nostalgia genre. Stop sneaking them chicken wings. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I just have to like snack in between. You know? Oh boy, my blood sugar gets low. I need a little protein. Why mm-hmm. not just hit a hot wing up? Now Why I not? want some hot wings. That's not fair. These um, are real good too. You need to get yourself some hot wings. I'm going to. I'm going to fix that today. That's right. Um, anyway, but I burned through <laughs> all that Fuller House, so you know I'm primed for something to sweep back in from my childhood and occupy my attention. You're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. It's. I think it's coming on next Friday. Mm-hmm. Pee Wee's big holiday. Yeah. And um, it's Pee Wee playing Pee Wee. And I think uh, Joe Manganiello is in it as well. Yeah, he's like starring in it. They're like best friends or something like that. Best friends, sort of like strangely homoerotic comedy romp. Sure. Which is not surprising. I mean, Which is not surprising. Yeah, I mean, Pee Wee Herman introduced so much like queer culture and weird culture in the 80s. that So much kitsch and yeah, yeah like queer comedy. On the low, though. On the on low. The, yeah, we didn't low. know we were getting it. All that Grace Jones. All that Grace Joan Jones, Rivers. best Christmas performances ever. That Grace Jones, Pee Wee's Christmas special performance that she did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that and Katie Lang was in the house, and you know, so uh, yeah. So this kind of makes sense that you know he would he would pick Joe Manganiello to be in this because Joe is sort of like on that kind of same uh, queer, right? Sure, he knows what's going on. He's done two Magic Mike movies. He knows who butters his bread. Okay. Oh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, looking forward to seeing it. And it looks really good. Pee Wee looks like Pee Wee. Although I was reading the New York Times feature that he was in, in, I think it was in T Magazine, like maybe a month ago. And apparently they did a lot of post work uh, on like his face. And, you know, he was saying he had like a neck roll or something. Oh, uh, well. On his on on the back of his neck, and they had to kind of like Photoshop that out or something. Well, he's old. Like, Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee's Playhouse was thirty like years 70, ago. Right? Yeah, he's an old man. Right. It's amazing he can even still fit in that suit. That's true. So credit to Paul Rubens for that. So he, you know, he, he, he threw on a couple spanks, and there's a pulley system and some duct tape, sure. and he got Pee Wee again. Some talcum powder. I will say this. A couple years ago, I, I worked on a show with Pee Wee Herman. Paul Rubens, as Pee Wee Herman, was sort of the special guest. I won't say what show it was, but he turned the whole production upside down. It was a circus, and it was kind of a nightmare to work with, but in a really hilarious way. 
Oh, really? Okay, so he was basically like a problem child. He was a problem child. But in the best possible way. Yeah. We were in a really hot location, and it was in the middle of summer, so it was triple-digit heat. And oh, I can I can only imagine that, like, Pee Wee got, like, a couple bags of, like, popcorn kernels and put it on the concrete. And <laughs> put it, like, popping everywhere, and it made a huge mess, and, like, the whole cast and crew, like, it was a disaster or something stupid like well, that. Well, you wish it was that madcap, but basically we were, we were filming outside, and it was a million degrees, and he's wearing this, like, polyester suit, and he's covered in all of this makeup, and he's got his... Sh- hair shellacked and full peewee herman regalia and he is melting and so his people his handlers are like you guys have to do something about this heat but what can you do we're outside and it's 105 degrees and we're like well you have to bring the temperature down somehow or peewee's walking and that became the refrain for the whole day these ridiculous demands or peewee's walking every five minutes and so they had to bring in all these like misters and fans and and umbrellas to sort of shade him and bring him back down to a non-melting temperature um, and then later on, he apparently had this clause in his contract where he was supposed to get a turkey sandwich that was uh, like in his agreement. And so like, I need a turkey on rye. Mm-hmm. Very specific. And it was to- right. totally one of those like green M&M's things where oh. like, do you need them or not? Maybe you don't need them, but it just shows that you've read and paid attention to this contract that you provided mm-hmm. them. Um, and so there was all this food around and we were about to go back to work and his people were like, Pee-wee's not going. It's what's the problem. He was supposed to get a, a turkey sandwich. And we were like, but <laughs> there's so much food. He had lunch. We're good to go. He's like, yeah, but he didn't get his turkey sandwich. And so we had to halt production, send out a PA to go and pick up this turkey sandwich. And the PA is coming back, had to find a Whole Foods like like 10, 20 miles out from wherever we were. And the PA is on their way back with the sandwich and the PA gets a flat tire. So we had to send another PA out to rescue this person and come back with the sandwich. We come back. We are hours behind at this point and we give him the sandwich and Pee Wee Herman takes the sandwich and throws it in the trash. (gasps) Why? he He did because he said, this is chicken and I want turkey. (laughs) so we had to wait until he finally got his sandwich and ate it i think he probably only ate like half of it and then we could finally get back to work but it was so funny and i mean as a person who didn't have anything to do with it i didn't have to deal with him directly or have to go on any run i just sat there laughing i was like this this circus is is ridiculous wow kind of made my day Pee-wee has diva demands. Yeah. Well, like, Pee-wee Herman, you should be happy to be on. And, and this is before people were excited for a comeback, and he wasn't doing anything. Right. Yeah. So he should have just been happy still, to be there. He should have just been excited about it, but nope. He had demands. He did have demands. Um, But I'm excited for this. Remember when Pee-wee guest starred on 227? No! Are you kidding me? What? A Jack A and Pee Wee team up? You didn't see I'm already mad that I missed 227 Day, February 27th. I didn't even realize it was happening. It's mandatory. You got to watch all every every, every February 27th. You got to pop in a 227 episode. Yeah, I should have done a marathon and I should have revisited that. So that'll be my homework for the next time. I got to dig up this Pee Wee Herman episode. The the Pee Wee Herman guest star role on 227. Is it a very special episode? Does he rescue someone from like a refrigerator? Uh, I believe, you know what? It's funny you say refrigerator. I feel like maybe they were locked in a refrigerator or something ridiculous like that. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. I'll, let, maybe, I'll let you know when I revisit. Yeah, but you know, I always get those NBC shows because I'm probably crossing my Punky Brewster yeah. refrigerator story with another, you know. Refrigerators were a big threat, big fear in the 80s. That's right. People were, hide your children. Yeah. We abandoned all the abandoned refrigerators in, in the Don't neighborhood. Don't get in there. Like, I had a legitimate fear that if I got into a refrigerator, I wouldn't get out. Like somehow it's sealed shut and was impossible to open from mm-hmm. the inside. A vacuum seal. Me yeah. too. Like there was a latch, but you know that it's just that weak magnet rubber strip. Right. You but pushed you, it open. As, a, as a young child, you couldn't just, you could not push out. You couldn't mm-hmm. get out. Vacuum sealed airtight. You would suffocate and freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Keep that freshness in. Yeah, I guess so. Keep your cheeses right. Um, mm-hmm. But this Pee Wee's big holiday thing, a couple quick things about that. Dis- downsides for me is where my reservations are, is it's a Judd Apatow production. And why? what's wrong with that? 
I don't know. I just, I feel like Judd Apatow puts a stink on everything, and that's not very good. I mean, all of the worst parts of Trainwreck were Judd Apatow. Mm. Uh, his movies are not funny. And this one is co-written by Paul Rust, who stars in that other Netflix show that just premiered called Love with Gillian Jacobs from Community, which I didn't love. Okay, I didn't catch any of that, so yeah, I missed it. So you're I would say it. skip it. A lot of other people, a lot of trusted sources, people whose opinions I, I respect have been into it, but it didn't quite catch on for me. Okay. I might have to, uh, I might have to pass on that. I, there was nothing. I, she never did it for me in, on community. So I don't know if this is going to, I'm not going to really run to my television. Yeah, that's fair. I would say skip it. Uh, but definitely Wee, I'm going to go and check it out. Even with your reservations. Um, well, I'm going, I'm going to a, a premiere party. I'm going to watch this. Oh yeah, definitely. You yeah. got it. You got to do it. You got to do it. Now, do you actually watch Dancing with the Stars? I don't. I always, but I'm always on the lookout when the initial like new season, you know, starts and they do the cast announcements because I want to know who was desperate, thirsty, and poor enough to sign the contract to Cha Cha Cha. Well, top of that list, Kim Fields. Kim Fields. Damn it! Yeah. Why those the the facts of life are she's still got to pay her bills. And I guess they're those royalty checks are not big at all. I guess not. I guess she's got to capitalize on her housewives of Atlanta exposure and do that. She probably didn't have a choice. You don't think so? Probably just, not. I mean, this is her moment. When else is Dancing with the Stars going to come checking for her? And this is one of the things I think Wendy Williams is always right about. Dancing with the Stars is for people whose career are on the upswing, like reality stars who are popped out of nowhere, who suddenly have a little bit of a notoriety, or people whose mm-hmm. careers are on the decline. And Kim right. Fields is in the latter portion of her career. That's right. So she's like, she, yeah, this is her career sunset. Yeah. And- He's just trying to eke out a few more hours of the daylight. I don't think Cynthia Bailey paid her to make that commercial for her eyewear line. I saw that Cynthia, Cynthia Bailey commercial. Did you? Yes, I did. That's probably why she's dancing with the stars. Cause I don't think he's <laughs> going to get any more. Kim Fields is not going to get any more directing gigs after watching that commercial. Yeah. She should not have put her name on that. Yeah. She shouldn't have put a stank on that one. No. So yeah, Kim Fields is uh, one of the celebrities dancing on dance with the stars. Any other notable people that, that are, at all interesting or important. Misha Barton. Misha Barton is driving up from the OC. Yeah, that's a name I they haven't said in six years. There's been a lot going on with her. I feel like there's been some, you know, sort of drug abuse issues and she was behind on her mortgage and all these other things, but I haven't seen her in uh, a series since the OC went off because she hasn't been one. She was yeah. notoriously difficult to work with, I think. Okay. So that explains that. And then Ben McKenzie got all the jobs. Yeah. He got all the jobs. Well, so there's Misha and Kim. Anyone else? Mm. Oh, okay. So Jody Sweeten, right out of everybody. She's the one who's kind of on the upswing. And let me tell you again, Watching Fuller House. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. Okay. She kind of does provide a lot of the comedy on she that. Does. She's the Uncle Jesse. She is the Uncle Jesse now. I wish they would stop trying to make her try to make this this DJ Tanner thing happen though. Right. Like she's DJ, she's a DJ and she's DJ Tanner. But yeah. It's always just like, come on. Really? Yeah, it is a little silly, but I mean, Uncle Stop Jesse scratching was in... a turntable. Right. I mean, who uses records anymore? She's playing Coachella. She's DJing at Coachella. How she's absurd. Coachella, and she's remixing, remixing her nephew's uh, trumpet recital right mm-hmm. there live. Yeah. I mean, That's... I'm not mad. I kind of think Jodie Sweetin's the best actress of the bunch. No, I said that. I said yeah. that earlier, and then someone looked at me, and they're like, they're, they're like Jacob, that's not really saying much. <laughs> but like, what has she been in? She's done literally nothing since Full House. I think that says a lot. I think that's she's got some chops. I think that she could. She hasn't make, done anything except meth since the original Full House, and now look at her. <laughs> she is recovered. All she right? is recovered. She's she looks recovered. great. Yes, the music. She's a, she is addicted to the the, the rhythm now. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. 
so she, yeah, she's dancing on Dancing with the Stars. There, you know, there was a whole dust up last week because Miley Cyrus um, pulled a shady maneuver and posted uh, a picture of Jody Sweeten back in her old partying days. Right. Now, why did she have to go and do that? Uh, all right. Yeah. Shade. Shade. But you know what? Jody says she's not going to be focusing on the negative stuff. She's going to be focusing on dancing and she's ready to compete. Now, this is a perfect setup for Fuller House season two because every episode that I've watched of Fuller House season one, yeah. there's always a dance break. Like someone always dancing. trying to pull out their dance skills. And you can't tell me that Kimmy Gibbler is not going to be on the. <laughs> she is. They, there's 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 this whole sort of like you know cross promotional stars cross promotion with Fuller House so I know Kimmy Kimmy Gibbler's next yeah but right now it's Jody's turn Candace so, Cameron was already on there was already on there and she you know was doing like dips and death drops on the last episode that I saw of Fuller House yeah like in, in in her like veterinarian's office right didn't they have a big Bollywood number too. I haven't gotten to that episode. So you a, <laughs> I've stopped spoiling everything. Watched this season. They did go to Lucha Libre. And was that her doing her own stunts during the Lucha Libre match? Yeah, I think it was. That was her. And I, I, I actually had to pause to make sure. Like, I was like, is that her face? That's yeah, her. Yeah, because they were showing her face. Because a lot of times they try to hide behind a big wig. She, yeah, that's right. They get a really big Sia wig, and then they start doing roundhouse <laughs> kicks and you know cartwheels and stuff. And I'm like, that. There's no way that's right. <laughs> Marsha Gay Harden doing those stunts. <laughs> no way. You know what I mean? No way. No. But that was um, all candy. candy that was Cameron. all candy. Like she really is pushing to display her physicality on Fuller House. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm 37, and I can, I can kick and stretch. Right. You know, um, so yeah, who knew that, you know, Fuller House would be such a dynamic series. I knew, I knew, and you I'm do. glad you're working your way through it. I am working my way through it. I have not yet seen the Bollywood series, uh, okay. episode, but hopefully I, I'm, I'm going to make my way way there eventually at some point. Anyone else? Let me just see. I feel like, okay, if I had to guess, Who's going to get kicked off first? I think it's between like Geraldo and Wanye. I think Geraldo's going to stick around. I think Geraldo, <laughs> yeah, he has a way of surprising. He's tenacious. That's true. He and was a threat on Apprentice. That's true. He's got. He's definitely got a competitive streak. And I feel like he's probably got a strong Paso Doble. You think he can swivel his hips? <laughs> you think it's possible? I don't okay. know how much swivel there is in there, but I, I think he can command. There's the a, stand. a rattle. There's like an old rattle and yeah. a creep. Those hits. <laughs> I think he's probably like the oldest contestant this season. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Wanya Wanya is 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 the one who I think is probably going to get the boot first. But really, I kinda, I don't see Kim sticking around. Yeah, because she's going to be too busy. Like she's going to start. She's going to want to get home to her children. And she's going to cry, and then she's going to ask to leave. She's going to excuse herself. She barely stayed on for filming for Housewives of Atlanta. Right. And that was now, at her house. Did you see the reunion, uh, the the teaser for the reunion special yet? No. Okay, we should watch this right now. Kim Fields, you ready for your first reunion? Are you ready? Uh, I think she's officially a housewife. <laughs> Honestly, I do not think that Kim is a fit for this group of girls. You're attacking my looks. I'm not attacking your looks. I attacked your skin. You're talking about my husband, then you dissing my business. Oh my God, what is wrong with you? Well, all right, Kim Bill. Let's talk about you and the one-eyed African who's married, honey. I'm not gonna sit there while somebody's disrespecting me. You cannot put your hands on anybody else. Then you choke somebody? Kenya, who are our mutual friends that call me Chrissy? Google yourself and find out. Who calls me Chrissy? She just answered your question. I'm talking to Kenya, son. But I'm talking directly to you, son. You need to shut your mouth, Portia. It's not a dick in it. You don't even know what you're saying. Yes, that's a reason. It's all over Atlanta, girl. Yes. It's, a, it's explosive. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it, too. I'm ready for it. I Can I just say, um, Sheree with her or her Shades of Blue beachy I bob. I like her little J-Lo ombre bob. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Sheree's back. It's a good look. 
She's back on the she up. She is way. back. How is Nene Lakes the star of this reunion pole position? She's not even on this season. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but you know, I think you know Nene is the the marquee star of the of of the franchise, though still. Right, and she's obviously coming back. She'll be back next season for sure. Right. Yeah, but yeah, Sheree's got got her got her little Bob game going on. Now mm-hmm. Kim's. Outfit is questionable for the re because you know the reunion they that's usually when they get snatched and you know their faces are beat and the hair is right. tight and the outfits are together. Now this is right. Kim Fields, you know, first time at the rodeo and well, she looks like she's at a rodeo. <laughs> she looks like the rodeo clown. Oh man, well, is Cowboy Curtis coming back on the, the P series? Is Lawrence <laughs> going to make a special? I don't know if you're going to get Laura's fish Fishburne back in that Jerry Crow so? on the big Pee-wee's Big Holiday. I hope He's so. He's busy investigating on so. CSI or something on CBS. And doing Superman movies. And Blackish. He's doing a lot. He's busy. Yeah. Stays He's working. working. Good for Lawrence. Anyway. Yeah, the, the reunion looks real, real good. A lot of drama. A lot of tears. Yeah. Everything you expect in a reunion show. Can't wait. Can't wait. You want to talk about Cloverfield Lane? Well, I, I checked it out. Uh, Cloverfield Lane, I guess it's going to be... Did you see the last Cloverfield? Well, there, there's only one Cloverfield. So, yeah, I did see it. Right. Uh, and this is sort of like an unofficial sequel. So this is kind of like it's in the same universe uh, as the first movie, Clo- Cloverfield, that J.J. Abrams did. But this is kind of like a... I think that I read somewhere that they're calling this kind of like the anti-sequel. Uh, and... Good, like- I think. Because the first one was all that found footage, shaky camera, camera monster movie thing that left me motionless. Yeah, I got this totally nauseous and, and was ready to hurl w- watching it in the movie theater. And I guess. And that's really the only thing I can remember about that. That's movie. pretty much it. But although I think Lizzie, what's her name? Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie Kaplan was in it as well. Really? I don't think, you know what? She's not in enough stuff for me. I really like her. She was, isn't she in Masters of Sex? I think she is, but I don't get Showtime. Is it Showtime? That so I. Yeah, it's one of those channels. I don't. Yeah, those to. those are like you know that's that's basically up near the WGN network. So. It's right. Hard to get all the way up to that. <laughs> right. My dial doesn't go that mm-hmm. high. And she dated Matthew Perry for like ten years. Really. Yeah. Interesting. That has always made me question her judgment. But she was really good when she was on True Blood. Remember that when she was on like season three of True Blood. Mm-hmm. But other than that, haven't seen much of her. But yes. And I don't think she's in Cloverfield Lane. Uh no. No, I don't think anyone from the original Cloverfield was in it. Maybe maybe there's probably gonna be like a few cameos there, but John Goodman is in it. He is in and it. And they're like I like John they're all Goodman. like holed up in a bunker somewhere. Right. Trying to avoid the big Godzilla monster. Did you hear how Kristen Wiig hurt John Goodman's feelings? No. That was kind of funny. He was on Howard Stern this week. I guess he's doing all this promo for Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was talking about a story about how he met her. And he said that uh, she was talking to someone else. And he thinks that she's so great. And he was like, the social barriers broke down. And I interrupted the conversation she was having with someone else. John Goodman, he's 63. And he said, and I would just hate for someone to do that to me. And he goes, yeah, Um he butt in and she said, yeah, I'll talk to you in a minute. And he like made the sound of a bomb dropping. It's like, uh, and he goes, I, it was like the, the atom bomb going off. He just shrunk down to atom size. And he's like, I really like her. That was embarrassing. I'll never speak to no! her. Again. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Can you stop bursting like my favorite, like celebrity. <laughs> like, first it was Pee Wee and his diva turkey sandwich demands and now you're trying to tell me that Kristen wig was given to uh, yeah, i guess so that's the certainly the way he makes it sound in the story i feel like maybe john goodman is just more sensitive than i think he might we think a that he is i think a sensitive soul shy and yeah, shy and sensitive you know that kind of reminds me that's about that time that quirky from life goes on kind of snuffed, like snubbed me <laughs> Like when I was like twelve. Please tell me once more. Well, Mm -hmm. it was back when I was like like eleven or twelve or something, and I was on a school trip to Washington D.C. for the inauguration of Bill Clinton, I think. And 
um, you know, there were a lot of people participating in the inauguration parade, and I was with my class, and Corky was there. I think he was with, I'm not sure who he was. I think he was with, like, the Special Olympics or something, because, you know, Corky has Down syndrome, and he's an actor who was on Life Goes On. Anyway, so I see Corky, and this was, like, my first celebrity sighting ever in life. And I used to love watching Life Goes On. I'm sure, who didn't? And Corky was, like, in, like, a tracksuit. You know, because he was like marching with like the like I guess who have like the Special Olympics delegation or what have you, in the inauguration parade, and I'm like, like like we were like on the bus, and I was like Corky, Corky, you know, because I you know, it was Corky, right? And he like looks and he turns his head and like just turns and walks away. (laughs) (laughs) And we snubbed. He snubbed. Wow. And you're like, Corky's an asshole. I was like, Corky, what an asshole. <laughs> no, I, I didn't call him an asshole. You can't get away with, you can't get away with How that. dare you? Anyway, oh, wow. So, I never watched Life That is up there. Again. That is up there with our friend Drew Drogi calling Maya Angelou an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell like That's amazing. Yeah. Drew has some strong feelings about Miss Angelou. My, sure I don't does. think my my quirky feelings never reached that level though. I kind of like no. moved on. I was hurt, and I you know, that was like my first celebrity, you know. And then yeah. he was just like not having. He was not interested at all. He was not interested wow. in the little kids. He was like, please. Anyway, I'm here on official business. Yeah, that is a hard life. That's lesson. right. Don't meet your heroes. Don't meet your heroes. Don't listen. Don't hear. Don't listen to stories about them. About about the real them. Yeah. Yeah. Break your heart. Just watch life goes mm-hmm. on. Mm, apparently we need to go see Britney Spears in Vegas. You know, I really think we really really need to go. I mean, I need to investigate what's going on here because there has been a transition. There has been a change. The tides have turned and she's a different person. Yeah, she is approaching like 2001 Britney. She's back in that body. Yeah, she's back she's in that Brittany, body. She's Britney, Britney. She's got a spark to her step mm-hmm. into her personality. Yeah, someone turned the light on inside. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a good thing, but you know, you got to you got to be real careful though. Don't rush the recovery. Don't don't do that cuz you know. Yeah. That 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 could be a grenade. Um but uh she looks like she's in she's in really good form. She's dancing. She's on Yeah. She's balanced. In theory, I am very into uh, Britney Spears in Vegas. I'm very into a Britney Spears show mm-hmm. because her VMA performances are legendary. That's it. Yeah, um, when I want, give me more, notwithstanding. When I want a good, you know, Britney fix, I always go back to "I Can't Get No Satisfaction." Oops, I did it again. Remix from the MTV VMA Awards. Come on, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Where she had her original dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, she had that nude bodysuit. Had suit. that nude illusion flared bodysuit. Flared, nude illusion, and flared. Five packs of hair on. All, the heaviest, crimpiest The heaviest, hair. crimp, braided extensions known to man. Silver it glitter moon boots. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It's an incredible tour de force performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of her best. And just watching some of the video, there was a BuzzFeed article that recently kind of compared 2013 Britney uh, performances to 2016 Britney performances. And the improvement and the difference is really shocking. Yeah, she looks great. I mean, literally some of those clips are Britney Spears from 2013 just standing there. Yeah, just standing. While she lip syncs and people dance around her. She's wearing like super reinforced uh you know uh sketchers control sole shoes so she doesn't right you know, she wearing... doesn't lose her balance this this new yeah. 2016 britney has like a high stiletto on mm-hmm. uh tight toned abs and is slaying the choreography yeah she looks great i would go to see the show I'm, I'm down to see it now those tickets though how much are they that's a that's a good question and i know she's at planet hollywood which makes me think probably not that expensive mm-hmm. 
Do you think that maybe uh, we could just sit by the slots and see her from like the distance? Probably. Sit by like Shirley Temples. Um, my only thing, my second thing is I kind of checked out of Britney Spears musically in 2003. What album was that? In the zone. Oh yeah, where she did that duet with Madonna. I was there for that. It had the Pepsi integration. Ooh, yeah, it was a fun little video. The first half of that video was great. Before Madonna gets out of control, and then I sort of left her. And then you just kind of got got over it. Blackout. Well, that's that's when she went crazy. That was in two thousand three. Blackout came out in two thousand seven, and in the, in the between time is where she stabbed that car with an umbrella, shaved her head, lost her mm-hmm. mind. She filmed that UPN, and lost control UPN of her life. reality series. Chaotic. chaotic, which was chaotic. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Her music hasn't been super stellar recently, but you know she's apparently working on a new album, and she was in V Magazine, and she said something to the effect of this being like one of her best albums ever, and she's put a, her heart and her soul into it, and she's really happy with the finished product. So hopefully we'll be getting a new Britney album soon, and hopefully it'll be good music. Yeah. That last that Britney Jean album, I can't. I couldn't even. I could nope. even like. I wasn't here for Britney Jean. I wasn't here for Fun Fatale. I was a little bit here for Circus. Oh yeah, there. Okay, Circus was a pretty decent album, but some of those performances because that was right after the entire head shaving thing. But yeah, that was two thousand. To rehab, and there's a really good um, performance of her doing Womanizer at like that Womanizer, French Womanizer. American Idol. I, I think it's called like La Grande something anyway youtube it it's a good one i'm gonna find and it's it. a good one this is like she's like rising from the flames but then she kind of fell off again those next couple years you know what i mean i don't know right. i think that there were some issues there that she was still trying to figure out and it was kind of a false start for her yeah out. yeah but now she really feels like she's back and she's She's in the driver's seat again, I think. Well, she's not driving. Not driving. They're not giving her the keys. Yeah. No, they didn't give her the Jamie keys. is still driving the car. No. But she's awake in the back seat. She is. She's not passed out anymore. She's fully alert. <laughs> she is yeah. fully alert. And she's got her eyes on the road, at least. She's not. She's mm-hmm. not. Her, she's helping navigate. She's. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what Waze is for. You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. As always, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And if you feel like you need to talk, hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. We'll see you next week. Yeah.